service in reverse. We're going we're gonna to start. This may be the shortest message I've ever preached. And to that, I just want to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Brother Max said we've heard that before, and so I, uh, I agree. Can I, can I just be honest with you? I, when, I'm, when I'm up here and I'm preaching, I think, man, this shouldn't take that long, and then I get a hold of it, and it's like, this is taking too long. And I, I do apologize for those times, but man, I thank you for the way that you listen, and and then just for your understanding that I'm not, I'm not trying to get done. I'm trying to communicate. And some guys are able to communicate effectively in small amounts of time. Other guys take longer. The goal isn't to be long. But thank you for your patience and your passion for the Word of God in that. I don't, I don't take it for granted. In, in Luke chapter 2, I want to read two separate passages. Begin in verse number 8. Jesus has been born. In verse number 8, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. They were doing what they had done thousands of times. We call this the mundane. I'm doing what I've done thousands of times. Now, if you would go to verse 36, and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. So she was married for seven years, and then she was a widow of about four score and four years. So the way I read that is she was married for seven years. Now she's been a widow for 80 years. 84 years. Notice this, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers. Read the next three words, night and day. Mary and Joseph, what's going on at this time, Mary and Joseph have brought Jesus to present him, and she's coming in right at the moment that, that they are there. And she, this, over the course of 84 years, the Bible says this, she fasted and prayed and came to the temple night and day for 84 years. She's been there hundreds, thousands of times. You know what you call this? The mundane. The mundane. Life is filled with mundane. Personal hygiene is maintained through the mundane. Cleaning yourself, brushing your teeth. I was looking at I was looking at some of my kids. How many of you have had this anxiety? You're getting ready for church and then you can I have some moms testify to this? And then I mean you have no time and you notice your boys or your girls fingernails. <laughs> Has that ever happened to y'all? And they're like they they feel like they're 8 inches long. And they're filled with every possible nasty bacteria. And then they're going to go in and hug their teacher and cut their friends in class. And you're like, man, this is just... And it's, and it's the mundane. It's mundane, isn't it? Getting, being successful in a job over the course of 30, 40, 50 years and providing and working and laboring. There are so many moments of... Of the mundane in that. Is it nothing exciting about it? I'm getting up, I'm tired, I'm going to work. I wanna, I miss my family. I come home, I get up, I go to work, I'm tired, I miss my family, I go home. And you repeat that cycle over and over and over again. It's the mundane, and whether it's education or being on a team or being a part of a company or owning a business, marriage is filled with mundane moments. I'm going to do this laundry, and I'm going to say this word, and I'm going to ask this question, and I'm going to be interested when I don't feel like being interested, and I'm going to ask for forgiveness when I don't feel like asking for forgiveness, and I'm going to clean up this mess, and I'm going to pick up. Wives, have you ever tried to calculate how many pairs of clothes of your husband's you've picked up before? Have you ever thought to calculate that? Have you ever thought to try to calculate laundry? I remember one time, Andrea, calculating, just guesstimating on a very intelligent equation 
the number of diapers that she's changed over the course of eight babies. And it's thousands. And it's mundane. And here's the thing about the mundane. We can dismiss it. And because it doesn't feel good, and because it doesn't, it doesn't feel exciting, and in this culture, and you know this is true, we have a culture that does not value the mundane. We do not value the consistent, consistently doing things that don't feel exciting. We have people that live for the TikTok, that live for the Instagram moments. I just want to be able to capture this moment that makes me feel good. And yet the things that are most valuable in life, the things that God would do in our lives that are the most valuable are not accomplished through the Instagram moments, through the TikTok moments. They are accomplished through the moments of the mundane. This works perfect, and I just want to thank God for it. Right here, you see your mundane investment. And yet, those investments that are made over and over and over again, one day, one of these young men is standing up here preaching. One day, one of these young ladies is, and, and young men are sitting out here with children, and they have honest jobs, and they have successful careers, and they teach Sunday school classes, and they clean parking lots, and they pass out bulletins, and they work in nurseries, and they pass out tracts in their neighborhood, and they, they forgive, and they show grace, and they ask God to forgive them, and they go to college, and they pour themselves into whatever God has given them, and because you're willing to pour yourself into the mundane, one day you look back and you see what the shepherds saw. What did the shepherds see? Angels. And then a savior. What did Anna see? After seven years of marriage and 84 years of widowhood, what did she see? She saw the promise of God's redemption. When you are faithful to the mundane, God will be faithful to produce the magnificent. You know what I think one day? I do, I do in moments, but I think one day if, if God allows me to live long enough, I'm going to be able to sit with you and, and someone else is going to become the pastor and I'm going to get to rejoice in being a part of that process and I'm going to get to sit back at different times and I'm going to say, man, look at what God did. It was magnificent. You know why it was accomplished? Because a group of people were committed to the mundane every Sunday. Every Wednesday, on weeknights, week mornings, when you're tired, when you're excited, when you're hurting, when you're feeling great, when your heart is broken, when your heart is full. But I'm just going to keep going through the mundane over and over and over again. Listen, I can't tell you how many people I've heard that have nothing to do with the music program compliment the choir special that was sung specifically on Sunday morning. And just knowing the choir, I'm not sure that anybody in the choir felt 100% confident then or now. But here's what I can tell you. That was accomplished. That was accomplished because people submitted to the mundane. Just show up. Show up. The nursery gets cared for, except for today. And thanks for giving the nursery workers in the service off. The nursery work is, the, the nursery work, nursery circus, the nursery work is accomplished with great efficiency and quality. Please say amen to that. It is an efficient nursery. It is a quality nursery. It's accomplished because we, I have a wife, and she has a helper in Lindsay, and we have ladies who are submitted to the mundane and doing it well. God accomplishes the magnificent because people are willing to do the mundane. Those shepherds are watching stinky sheep for the thousandth time, mundane. And yet because they submitted to it, God let them be a part. Look, I want to be a part of the magnificent in your lives. So you know what that means? I have to be a part of the daily mundane. 
You want to be a part of God's magnificent in your life, in your family's life, in this life. That means you got to be a part of the mundane. That means year after year after year and day after day after day, you have to minister to these kids. You have to pastor these kids. You have to love these kids. You have to pour yourself into your homes, into your children, into your marriages, into this church family, into the things that God puts in front of you because one day the mundane becomes the magnificent. But there are people who miss out on the magnificent because they won't submit to the mundane. I love this verse. I think it's in Galatians. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Why? Why would we get weary in well-doing? Because it's mundane and it's hard. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap. If we faint not. When we reject the mundane, here's the statement. When we reject the mundane... We miss God's magnificence. God's magnificence is produced through mundane labors of his people. You reject the mundane. I love you. Hey, y'all are doing such a good job. Yes, Ruby, you are doing a good job too. Y'all are doing such a good job. Kate, you are doing such a good job. You're Don. It is so awesome having you sitting up here, Bubba. Y'all are all doing a great job. Can I encourage you? Raising generations is mundane and challenging. But you're going to look back one day and you're going to say, that was magnificent what God did. You reject the mundane You miss the magnificent. God, life is filled with mundane exercises that are hard and unpleasant, that are painful, that are challenging. Some of them we we dismiss as unimportant. Sometimes we we don't see the fruit that we want, and so we give up on them. But God is through them mundane nature of the persistent labor of your people that you accomplish magnificent things in our lives. And we get to be a part of it because we are submitted to the mundane. But if you reject, if we reject the mundane, we miss the magnificent. So God, help me not to reject the mundane in my own life. Help me not to reject the mundane of asking for forgiveness, of giving it. Help me not to reject the mundane of reading your word and praying to you every day. Help me not to reject the mundane of telling my sons and my daughters every day that I love them, of correcting them and disciplining them when they need it. Help me not to reject the mundane of caring about your people and ministering to them to the best of my ability. God, help me not to reject the mundane of being a Christ-like neighbor and of the disciplines and and protections in my life that honor you. Help me to submit to the mundane. Help us to submit to the mundane so that we might be partakers of the magnificent. God, there were shepherds 2,000 some years ago who went out to a field for the hundredth or thousandth time in their life And on that night, because they were consistent in doing the mundane, they were partakers in the magnificent. And then days later, or some weeks later, there was a a woman named Anna who had gone to pray over and over and over again. And over the course of a year, there's 365 days, and you multiply that times 84 years of widowhood. And the text says night and day. And she was in that temple thousands of times. And yet, God, that day, that day, doing the mundane thing that had been done over and over and over again, she saw the magnificent. God, help us to live consistently doing the mundane, trusting you to produce the magnificent that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And I did it. <laughs> All right, so I want you to go ahead and get a hymnal ready. We're not going to, we're not going to stand until the end.
All right. I've asked Brother and Mrs. T's class if they would if they would help me out. Thank you, parents, for helping. And not I didn't I didn't force any kids. I applied some gentle pressure, but <laughs> but I they're gonna be they're gonna be some kids that didn't want to for different reasons. And so, just so you know, I tried to get I tried to get all of them involved, but then they're just different things, and so that's that's okay. So here here's how this is going to go. Brother Marcus is going to be operating. Uh, he's going to stand, and he's going to be standing behind that uh, behind the lectern there, and he's going to be leading us in song. And we're just going to go from old Te- one two Old Testament passages all the way into one final passage that I'm going to read at the end. And in between each passage, we're going to sing a hymn. Brother Marcus is in charge of how much of that hymn we sing, so if you can have a hymn book ready. And then we've got the young readers from Mr. and Mrs. T's class. And I pre- they couldn't be here today. They got snowed in in Boston. Another reason to never go to the Northeast. Hallelujah. <laughs> No, they're, they're ministering to family. We love you guys if you're able to see this. But they, this weather that hit, it prevented them from getting home. They went there for his uncle's funeral and have been a blessing to their family. Couldn't make it home today. And Angela is fine. She's good. People loving on her. Trust me, she's a little bit like my sister. She's getting to enjoy a little quiet time. She misses dad and mom, but don't worry about Angela. Just give her cash if you're worried about her, okay? <laughs> Congratulations for graduating with her masters. So our young readers right here are going to read in a certain order, and they're going to read loud. Brother Patrick, this mic is ready to go. All right. And so enjoy this, but don't, don't just enjoy our kids reading it. Enjoy the truth that it talks about. And he said, Here now, O house of David, is it small is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive us conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Micah 5.2, but thou Bethlehem, Africa, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of these shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, 
from everlasting. Amen. Good job. Page number 305, Little Town of Bethlehem. Pastor said we could sing as much or as little as I thought was necessary. All of these songs tell a story, and it's difficult to pick just one or two verses. So we're going to sing the whole thing. Said, 
Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Matthew 1, 18, 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on this thing, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being inter interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto his him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Take your hymnals to 306. What child is this? God. 
37. And it came to pass in those days that war went out a decree from Sirius Augustus that all the words should be taxed. And this te text was first made when Sirius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and in Nine's age of David to be taxed with Mary, his spouse, wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Page 304, please. Way in a manger. shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be saying unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now, now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. 
and when they had seen it, they seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told uh, told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things pondered in her heart, and the shepherds returned glorify, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Great job. Page 314, Mark the Herald, Angels. saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship it. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people, together he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the, the least among the princes of Judah, 
For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule thy people Israel. And when Herod had, had privily called the wise men, acquired them of them digitally what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over the young child it was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw a young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Can you all open your Bibles to John chapter 1? This will be the last passage. And Kiddos, you have done a great job. Pastor's just going to read just a little bit more. And then Brother Marcus is, if you don't mind on this one, pull the pull that stand forward and from up here. John chapter 1, verse number 1. We don't think of this as a Christmas passage, but this is what Christmas is all about. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And I love this, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. By the way, side note, just one of many other references that completely refute and destroy the idea that God selects who gets to be saved and who doesn't. It's contrary to the revelation of the gospel. The same for, came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You know what a Christmas miracle is? It's that God has given you the power to become a child of God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as a, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I just want to thank God that he loved us enough to invade our darkness. He invaded our darkness. So the rest of the day, as we try to every day, let's think great thoughts of him. Thank you for sharing a significant chunk of your time with us today. I know, I know even more so like some families that have to drive much further. You had to leave a lot earlier today. And, and you didn't really have any family time at home. You had family time in the car. Thank you for sharing it with us. But most of all, thanks for being a part of God being with us today. It's a blessing, and it's so special. And I do want to mention this. It's 2 o'clock. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Kiddos, I'm just going to stand with you. We're just going to sing together. So y'all all stand up. Brother Marcus is going to direct us. Man, the, the, y'all have done great on the singing. Miss Nicole, great job today. Brother Marcus, great job today. We're going to, three, we're going to sing, you're welcome, ma'am. We're going to sing three songs. We're going to sing Joy to the World, Amazing, Amazing Grace, and then Victory in Jesus. After we sing Victory in Jesus, you are dismissed. Merry Christmas. I love you. God bless you. All right, page 317. Join the world. Go ahead and stand for one of the last two songs. Joy to the world. 
to Amazing Grace. Now I'm ready. Here we go. I'm 